Okay, so here we are again. And who are you? I'm oh shit. I'm Janelle. <laughs> and I am the owner of Cardinal Muscle Performance. Excellent. I'm pleasure to meet you. I'm Deborah. <laughs> and I am the owner of Serious Results. We realized we forgot that last episode. Yeah, so if anybody just jumped in, they had no idea who was talking. None. Yeah. Yeah. So but if well, you jump in, in the middle, you're not gonna know anyway. That's true. They're not really going to know anything. Whatever. But, so, fun fact, we're filming this on the same, or recording this on the same day Mm -hmm. as episode five, because I leave for Europe on Tuesday. So. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm very envious about that. And that's why we're wearing the same clothes. Not that they could see that through the podcast, but I wanted. They can't, they can't. But I think that was a funny, that was a joke. (laughs) But we're still live. If you guys wanted to watch that. That's why we're wearing the same clothes. Which you can go back onto our The Fit Convos Facebook page and you'll be able to see that. I think it'll be on there forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you'll be able to see us for two hours uh, talking into some sweet microphones. (laughs) Condenser microphones. Condenser microphones. So we we had two topics again picked out for last week and we only got through one. Well, yes. last week, last episode, five minutes ago. Last hour ago. Same, same, same difference. <laughs> so, uh, but you guys don't know that. But now you know that. Anyway, so. Um, this is how it's going to go. This if is this just is your it. first fit convo with us. Yeah. That's how it goes. We this... just ramble on about important fit. We, we just have fit convos. We just have literally fitness <laughs> conversations. And then we shortened it to fit convos. Convos. Cause convos. It, convos. <laughs> fit convos because it fits on the screen better. <laughs> Yes. That's about it. So that that right there sums up our personalities. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I made that, our little cover page, in five minutes in the car after our first episode. Because <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get it uploaded because I was so excited. And I'm really still excited. It's actually kind of the highlight of my week. I really like I enjoy doing it. this. It's kind of like decompression because I'll come in exhausted and I usually feel a lot better when I'm done yeah. filming this. Which is odd for two introverts to spend an hour talking, that, and, and today two hours talking, and to be... Fine. Yeah, to be Debbie's my person. by it. Debbie's my person. So Debbie has... A, actually, I was thinking about this. Debbie mm-hmm. has a tattoo. I she do. has multiple tattoos. I have a few. But she has one that says, love is greater than logic. Yes. I am her opposite. I am the logic is greater <laughs> than love. But we make it work. Well, do you want to know the story behind this one? Lay it on me. Okay. So, um... Show the, show the camera. I'm... It's right here on my forearm. Okay. I am 46 years old. I will be 47 this year. Happy birthday. 47 <laughs> is my favorite number, FYI. Oh. Well, <laughs> Awkward, I know. Interesting. Yeah. So I got this tattoo a couple of years ago, uh, probably like two and a half years ago, uh, when I found out I was pregnant. And that being 45 years old... And finding out you're pregnant, and I mean, I have another child, but she's, at the time, 17 years old. Uh, that was a difficult situation for me, and a lot of thoughts went through my head. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I was like, you know, I know that this doesn't fit into my plan for myself logically, um, but I, I chose to take the love way out, and, or a way out. I don't know if that's way the in. right way in. <laughs> yeah, I chose to go with the the decision based around love, which is kind of my theme in my later years. And um, so, so I got love is greater than logic, and so 
you know, it's been, she's, the baby's almost two. And the baby. In a week, she'll yeah. be two. Yeah. So it's, it's been really, really wonderful. She's a good kid. So anyway, there you go. That's that. She doesn't seem to hate me. So that's good. <laughs> she seems very fascinated by me. She, she is like fascinated. She has to stare. Yeah. She hasn't seen you in a while. No. I haven't seen her in a while. You haven't been peeking in on her? And, and she's sleeping or anything no. like that? Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'd probably be more apt to peek in on Ruby sleeping. True. I mean, that's that's worth seeing. It's pretty cute. Ruby is Deborah's puppy mill rescue. Yeah. She's a pug, and she uh, had to... She was charged with delivering babies. That was her, her job. Yeah. And I don't know if she wasn't very good at it or what... Um, but she ended up at an auction and then the rescue group that I got her from, they were the ones that bought her at the auction and of course rescued her. Yeah. So anyway. she likes to lay around. Yeah. She likes to lay around. She's, she's she like, a, she's enjoying good, not having babies. She's enjoying, <laughs> I think when I was pregnant, she would look at me in a Why different would you way. Do that? Yeah. She was like, are you going to be okay? <laughs> and, and she's actually a pretty good mom. To Amber when Amber was itty bitty she was very concerned with her and it was very sweet so. <laughs> larger human she is she is doing something <laughs> yes. she should not be doing that please come take care of <laughs> yes so okay we uh, I guess the updates are kind of the same because it's the same day right we have no new updates if you'd no like to know how we are on ourselves please Look at episode five. Yeah, see episode five for Janelle and Deborah updates. Also, you can just um, look on Facebook on our uh, like on our little Facebook live, and you can actually see us. So, um, can anyone actually see me, or am I just hidden behind these? No, those are we can only see those. Oh, okay. So the, she's she's referring to the comments on the screen <laughs> that other people have written to us are in front of her face. So you guys can all okay with you guys can all see her, but she cannot see her. (laughs) I cannot, which is really probably the way it should be. Which at first she probably would have been very happy, and now she seems mildly concerned. (laughs) Why can't I see myself? Can people see me? (laughs) So uh, if you guys didn't see, Debbie has her picture. Her has her uh, glasses on, so that's really exciting. That's a that's a complete day for us. I got my eyeballs. Um. So where are we? We want to touch on nutrition every single day because that seems to be the most confusing thing for humans, and I don't understand. Which is very strange. Yeah. We are the only species on the planet (laughs) that requires assistance with what we eat. Uh, I don't even want to get into that. I'm going to let you take that because that's, I'll get enraged. (laughs) It is enraging. It really is. Because uh, we have such... In certain areas of the world, we have such a proliferation of food. Well, food-like products. Mm. It's not even necessarily food. No. We, as a species, are over-nourished. No, 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 no. Overfed, but undernourished. We're not getting the nutrients that we need from the things that we eat. Because, in general, we're not eating food. Or what is, or what our bodies recognize as food. But if we just stuck with food, we wouldn't need so much guidance on what to eat. If it comes out of the ground or feeds on shit out of the ground, yeah. eat it. Yeah. If it doesn't, don't. It's so simple, really. It's really simple. But apparently, it's not. 
Or, well, we're, we get so tied into our emotions. Not, I don't mean you, because I know you mm. and food, there's no emotional. No. <laughs> and I really have very few emotions as it is, so. Right. It's that. <laughs> I don't have that, ex- like, a confusion level. So you don't even have a, a logic is greater than love, you just have logic. I love my dogs. <laughs> your, your tattoos. I love logic. my dogs. Dogs are greater than logic. They are. They really are. Well, I still logically love them. <laughs> I mean, like... Your brain and your heart agree on that Yeah. One. Like, I'm not gonna... Even if my dog looks at me like she hasn't eaten all day, I'm aware you've eaten. You're not getting a snack. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how sad or upset she is. No. It's about it. And she just huffs and goes to her bed. And that's about it. That's why they're well-behaved. Because there's no yeah. really emotion involved. <laughs> yeah. Besides loving them. Right. But as far as anything that has anything to do with sides just solely loving, love doesn't taint the other things. <laughs> taint. That word is gross. Um. <laughs> that's your fish skills. <laughs> that's, that's my fish skills. I would rather hear the word moist than the word taint. I don't like either one, but... Uh, Moist is greater than taint. <laughs> Sometimes, never mind. Never mind. Let's move on. They're related, so it's okay. <laughs> They're Sometimes the taint is moist. No! That was Debbie. That was not even me. You guys. I am so offensive. We're, it's their second hour of podcasting, and, <laughs> and it's Friday, and it's... What time is it? It is 12.18. It's 12.18. In the p.m. In the post So it's understandable. So when Debbie's tired, she gets offensive. I get offensive. I say horrible, horrible things. And I just laugh. It's, me being incredibly tired is me being, it's very similar to me being drunk. Like, oh. they're very similar. And it's, it's, yeah. Okay, so. All right. We decided on our next nutrition segment is going to be uh about intermittent fasting yes which and is trendy now it's trendy Maybe now it's on the downward side of the trends but yeah i don't um i don't i'm not put okay i dislike the concept of intermittent fasting so much that i have not even put in the time to research it which is Bad on my part. I usually am typically mm-hmm. very researching, especially of things I don't like. But for whatever reason, this has been so dismissive to me that I don't even know. <laughs> I <laughs> like... think that it has taken on a an air of magic. And my guess is that's what makes it so offensive to mm-hmm. you, is that mm-hmm. people see it as, as a magic tool. And it's... So not logic. It's, yeah, yeah. It's so not logic. <laughs> yeah. Um, you might actually find it more interesting after we talk about it, uh, because there is some logic to it. Okay. Um, above and beyond just the timing of it. Um, so when it's applied appropriately or correctly, as designed, as it's intended. Okay. Then it's it's a much more fascinating process okay it's it's still not a magic pill Uh, you know it's still it's still a method of eating that i really wouldn't even recommend to people unless we're kind of at at our last straws and it's like okay let's just see if this works for you okay um like i i did recommend to one person 
let's just have one day of fasting. And my purpose in telling her to do this was that she could then sit with the feeling of hunger ah, and recognize it's not an emergency. Right. Because I think some people are like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. I have to eat something. Well, no, not necessarily. If you're trying to lose weight, you're going to be hungry. Right. There's going to be times when you're like, man, I sure wish I could have a little snack. But if you're trying to lose weight, you can't have that little snack, you know, if you'd like to continue on your progress. So. Well, and then touching yeah. on that is that a lot of the times people are overweight because they're out of touch with the feeling of hunger. Yes. They equate all these other things to being hungry when they're really not hungry. Yeah. They could be just thirsty or tired or. Just emotional. Stressed. Yeah. Dear and Lord. so they, they think that food is the solution. Right. And so I, I did have this one person just sit with being hungry. And she said it was very successful for her. She felt much better about it. And then she started using it kind of as a crutch later on. So it ended up like, she's not starving herself. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but, but she, it didn't ultimately help her with that relationship with food. She okay. still eats very emotionally, that sort of thing. But... You know, it's not a fix-all. Um, so that's just one version of intermittent fasting where you take a whole day off of food. Your water's still okay. Um, some supplements are still okay. But in general, I think the most common method that people apply of intermittent fasting, of IF, if you will, is um, where you're eating for 22 out. No, wait. How many hours are there in a day? 24. Thank you. You're welcome. 24. <laughs> So 16 hours of a day, you're not eating, you're fasting, and eight hours of a day, you're eating. Okay. I think that, does that math come out right? That is 24. Thank you. Yes. So that the goal is, of course, within those eight hours, people think that you can eat whatever you want, but that's not really the way it works out. That's not the way it should work out. And they think, okay, so... 16 hours a day, <clears throat> I have to be fasting, I'll just sleep, there's eight hours right there, and then I'll skip breakfast, and then go on. It's like, well, that's not really intermittent fasting either. You need to be awake and moving during your fasting hours. Okay. That way your body is burning as many calories as possible during your fasting period, and it's tapping into your fat source. Okay. And, you know, so we're burning some fat. And then your window, your eight hour window, is really a digestion window. It's not an eating window. So you're, let's say you, uh, the last meal of your day is gonna be at seven. You're not fasted at 7.01. You're not fasted <laughs> at 7.30. So it's gonna be a couple of hours. Give yourself at least until nine before you start counting those 16 hours of your fasting window. So you really only eat for like five. Yeah, about five hours of the day. Because there's three hours, roughly. Yeah. Well, and you want it to not be at the end of the day. So your last meal is going to be more towards the middle of the day because mm. you want to be awake as many hours as possible of the fasting period. So obviously you're going to sleep during some of it. But mm. but yeah, so it's it's more, there's a lot more to it than okay. just a 16 slash 8 
ratio. So since we had we had talked about what we wanted to talk about next and what topic that we wanted to go on and we chose intermittent fasting and I had said, hey, I'm deferring to you on this because I dislike the idea so intensely that I have been ignorant enough to not learn about it. So um, Debbie said, well, we will talk about the science behind it. So what is the science behind? The science behind it obviously is going to be a caloric restriction. Okay. And that's the main driver of its success is just caloric restriction. So you could achieve these results just by eating in a caloric deficit <laughs> and eating <laughs> regular foods throughout your day. So that's why it's not magic. I'm making I'm making the same faces <laughs> Debbie was making when we were talking about yes, detoxing. Like, yes. and I'm like rubbing like I, I'm rubbing my face because I'm so irritated by this, and it's cannot <laughs> cannot even function. <laughs> and then of course the goal being that when you're not eating and you are still active, you're tapping into the uh, into your fat stores. So your body's going to need to create some more energy because it's not getting it in. And so it's going to tap into your fat stores, create that energy using your fat stores because you are in a caloric deficit and get you through your day. I would maybe recommend this for someone who doesn't work out. It would be much better for someone who didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, okay. If, you're, if you are an athlete and train like an athlete, and a lot of our clients train like athletes. They do. Um, this would not be very good. You would, you would need to have your meal timing would be very important to, yeah. <laughs> if you were doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. Plus, you got to get all your protein in. Now, aren't there a lot of different, um, not guidelines, but profiles for this? I was, okay, so the whole reason I started with this podcast was because I'm part of this women's weightlifting group on Facebook, and although I love how supportive the group is, some of the information is absolutely fucking terrible. And I was so mad by these people who are trying to get into fitness and then are having like this this terrible advice given to them, sometimes rudely delivered, like they've come in here and admitted that they don't know what's going on, and then you're going to like tell them that their deadlift form is terrible. First of all, it's a video. You have no idea what they're dealing with. You have no, like you have, you're not giving them any help. Like I actually did a post about this the other day, which was advice. Did you see this one? Yes, I saw this one. Advice is offering a solution to a problem, preferably at the request of the person who is right. receiving the advice. I use advicey because otherwise I lost my background on Facebook, so I just boiled that down. Advicey is not a word. So, <laughs> so, so you can't have a background on Facebook? You, you can't use, use like, too many letters. Like it'll um, go in a normal type, and I wanted it to have a background. Anyway, I so I made up a word <laughs> in response to Facebook. So, I'm supposed to need my background. So, advicey. Okay. Um, Proclivity. Not advice. <laughs> not advice. Guess what isn't advice? Pointing out problems. True. That's you pointing at something and go, look, that's white. Obviously, fucking moron, it's white. <laughs> and white is a problem. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that was, in, that was inadvertently <laughs> racist of me. Just everything in this room is white. <laughs> I pointed at the refrigerator. <laughs> so I just, I, anyway, so instead of railing against something that I just really didn't like, how about I promote a solution to the problem and Debbie's my perfect balance and we get along and obviously we can talk for a long time. So, 
the whole point of all of this was that the questions that are coming out on this group are constantly just different, just craziness and people giving crazy advice, not really advice, but whatever. Um, and the, one of the most often things is intermittent fasting and some of the different, they have different profiles that pop up. Like one girl was saying something about profile? days, like well, she was explaining, can... I think seven, six and one. Yeah. Yeah. You, there, there are different methods of doing the intermittent mm. fasting. Methods. Yeah. Awesome. So you can do the 16 hours and the 8 hours. I can think of proclivity, but I can't think of that. <laughs> right, <laughs> methods. <laughs> oh, tough one. <laughs> so you can do the 16 hour, 8 hour, every day method. Mm-hmm. Or you can do the once a week where you don't eat anything method. But that still doesn't mean that you eat shit on the other days. Right. And you don't, especially, and you don't overeat. Especially on, on that one. Because you have so much more time to screw it up. Yeah. So it there there's different ways to it. And honestly for women, I wouldn't even recommend intermittent fasting at all because it does mess with you hormonally. Mm-hmm. And women are extra sensitive to hormonal changes. Well, and our hormones are just and more they're fluid. Wha- they're more wackadoo. Wackadoo. That's the technical term. Women are more fluid in everything, actually, including sexuality. Learned that in human sexuality in college. Oh. Yeah. As we in... have a sliding scale of homosexual to, well, gotcha. asexual to hetero to homosexual. Gotcha. Whereas men are like, right, generally. So. And I wonder how much of that. Is related. Well, I wonder how much of that is actually social constructs. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, women in any end of that spectrum, any place of that sexual spectrum, is generally more accepted than men being somewhere in the middle of that spectrum or or on either end. That's true. But it's really funny that in history that it was really okay for men to bang boys, but never to be in a relationship with another man. Yes. Which, I don't... I find that odd. I find that odd. But women could. We had an entire island. That's what sapphic love stands for. Sapphos. The Thank island. It was an island where women went to get away from men. Well. And just be be with women. We need more of that. Well, <laughs> we need more islands for women. I don't know. You know, you can do what you want on the island. Right, yeah. I don't care about that. I'm probably just going to lay there. <laughs> right, just give me my zone, my yeah. space, my personal area. I want to just good. do nothing for a little bit. That's what I want to do on my sapphic island of just all women. <laughs> But I don't want anybody to talk to me. So I just need my own deserted island. Never mind. I don't need one yeah. with women. But yeah. 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 With dogs. You need, the, you need that island with dogs. I need the island with dogs. Isn't that... Isn't it's a it place, isn't Puerto it? Puerto Rico, Costa Rica? Costa Rica, I think. I plan on going there maybe this winter. Where are you? By myself. <laughs> just going to hang out with dogs. You and the dogs. Well, I have dogs at home. I have an island. <laughs> yeah. I have three. I have three dogs. So, okay. So, you... Okay, what I'm gathering... Okay, and this could be this could be wrong. This is what I'm getting from this, is that it's a better tool, psychologically speaking, probably than necessarily a yes, as a means to lose weight. Yes, because the person who loves to eat burgers or whatever, but doesn't necessarily want to track it, you know, through my fitness pal and, and flexible dieting, which is Flexible dieting is really the way I prefer to eat. I'm much more Nazi-like. <laughs> yes. yes. But you also don't like a lot of treats. 
So I don't. So it works for you. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, and also in the way that I coach, which is also yeah, 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 uh, yeah. like to go back to what we talked to about a long time ago when choosing your nutrition coach. Yes. There's their their viewpoint on food is going to skew how they coach you. Yeah. And so my coaching style is very. This is what you will eat at this point in time. Now. I have I make multiple meal plans, so there's variation, right? So you have generally like seven different days of food but yeah follow one of the days yeah you've already told me you don't know how to eat i really don't i really don't care what you want to eat because it's obviously <laughs> here's, here's wrong food, right <laughs> you tell me what you don't like you tell me what your allergies are and then i make you a meal plan beyond that you're really your input's not really valid if you're gonna go out to eat we might like look together on the meal plan see there you go on the menu and pick out what might be better um, and then if you say, well, can I, can I eat this? My response will generally be, or I'm going on vacation. What should I do? Well, here's what you can do. You can eat the way that you want and just suck up the losses. Right. And that's really my only answer for you. I really don't have, you yeah. can either eat as close to the meal plan as possible, like bring it with you and see what that would look like. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? I'm on a cruise. This is what the buffet looks like. So my meal plan looks like, okay, I can kind of sort of do that. Or you can just fuck it all up, but then be like, except yeah, don't don't feel guilty or mad no. or sad. and don't whine to me. Yeah, because I'm with you on that for sure. Your poor eating reflects nothing on me. Like it doesn't. Yeah, because you didn't tell them to eat that way. I didn't eat that way, and I'm not getting fat. Right. That's that's not that's not on me. I I. Right. This is about you. All of it is about you. So anyway, that's how I. Am. And I feel like, I just feel people are really just not, are just not, <laughs> are just way too dumb to do it on their own. Like, <laughs> like if I leave you to your own devices, I'm, cause I, for example, Nina, she's very on point. She's yes. very good. Yes. She's very disciplined. Her results from eating just based on her macros and calories, night and day different from her results of eating when I plan her food. Okay. So the changes that you've seen now was yeah. her changing and <laughs> going, yeah, I'll just do, I'll just do your meal plans. Cool. Right. And my meal plans aren't, they're not super strict. They're just very planned. Yeah. Very Nazi-like and how my day needs to be and very, um, where the calories are and where they come from versus just which works for other people like for for right, example right. sandy i would say let's do these calories and let's do these macros and see what see what you can do on your own yes because i think that would be very intimidating for her yeah but most of my clients again are very type a right so that's why it's so important to find which is what you're saying it's so important to find the coach that fits with your learning style with your uh, experiences and you know and how you want to live your life mm -hmm. um, because my clients are far less type a <laughs> they are they're very fluid <laughs> as we were saying they're, they're very joy driven yes and so if i suck all the joy out of their meal plan they're just not going to stick with me so, <laughs> right. So uh, we have to be a bit more fluid and you know a bit more lax on some of the things. And that's where my eighty percent comes in. 
Remember yeah. we're talking about 80 yes. and 90? Yes. So Debbie had said that her... Mine's <laughs> 90. Right. And Debbie's, uh, her adherence rate was 90. My, That's what I ask of my people. Right. My adherence rate is 80, but you can... There's a difference in how those percentages are delivered. Yeah, for sure. Because if someone is 80% adherent to your plan, they're going to be pretty spot on in doing yeah. what they need yeah. to be doing. If someone is 90% adherence on my plan, then it's probably comparably. Similar, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to, if you're going to look at a nutrition coach or a dietitian, I would have that conversation with them. Like, yeah. what is, what is your what viewpoint mean? on food? Mm-hmm. What, what do you, I'm like, well, I need to look this way. This is what my body fat percentage needs to be. This is how much time I have and I shit it out. So <laughs> right. my emotional attachment is nil. And I would have to say that's probably the ideal client to work with. (laughs) Because that person, you're like, oh, we are going to make so much progress. This is going to be fantastic. And it's going to be pretty much instant. Yeah. Take photos. Right. (laughs) Send me the photos that you're taking. Daily. (laughs) Which you should see my progress pictures because they look on point. (laughs) Yes. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, the only time that I generally will eat badly is because of convenience things or time or if I haven't planned perfectly and when we say janelle eats badly it means you had a grilled cheese i had a grilled cheese sandwich and pita chips with hummus <laughs> hummus and there was sun-dried tomatoes and spinach on my grilled cheese mm, sandwich yeah you know, right yeah so there's that vegetables so back to intermittent fasting because that was that was related right. to something we had just talked about yeah so we're going into the joy essentially yeah i, I think that a lot of people who do intermittent fasting feel like they can continue to eat the things that they love to eat and you can, to an extent, you still have to stay within your calorie range of mm-hmm. whatever your goals are. Um, if you're trying to gain mass, I wouldn't really recommend this. Because um, that's too much food to try to fit into a small period. And and that off day can really fuck with you. If you're doing the one day a week, who's he, what's it? Oh, that's right. Yes. Who's he, what's it? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. And then back to the hours one. That would still be hard. That'd be really hard, I think, to, to be gaining muscle. To be gaining, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, because you have, have a five-hour window to fit in 3,000 calories if you're trying to put on mass. Cause you're not, that's shakes. It's hard for me to put in <laughs> 3,000 calories in a day, and I'm right. up. Yes. Yeah, you have a very long day. Yeah. So. Even with a nap. So, again, it really, it boils down to, there's some details on intermittent fasting how it kind of works, how it should work. But ultimately, it's not something I recommend. No. It, it's, I, I might recommend a fasting day, one day, not like one day a week, but one day if you're someone who is too psychologically tied to food and you cannot stand the, the feeling of being hungry. So sit with it, realize hunger is not an emergency. You don't have to eat something right away. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then better your relationship with all other foods. And learn the difference between hunger and I just want to eat. Boredom. Yeah. Boredom. I'm sad. I yeah. need a friend. And apparently... Yeah. Or just sitting down to watch TV. Some people get these associations mm-hmm. of when I watch television, I eat. So now that I'm sitting here watching television, I have to be eating something. 
And, you know, movies. Going to the movies. I have to have popcorn, okay? (laughs) But I never go to the movies. So, (laughs) so. (laughs) well. It's getting out of that association and knowing. And a gallon of water. I desperately need water. Well, water's certainly better than a gallon of diet, or gallon of Coke that some people drink. I couldn't tell you the last time I've ever drank soda besides maybe Sprite. Mm. Maybe. I don't mind. And maybe being sick because of bubbles. Oh yeah, I I don't mind diet coke, but I don't drink I don't drink it every day, maybe once a week. I don't even. Mm-mm. And it's like one one can of diet coke. <laughs> it can looks like this. The can is this big. It's really. I don't There's know, a lot going on. That's how I don't even know. That's how often I don't drink it. Is that I don't even know how big the can is. My friend David. Hi, Thanks, David. David. He says we look professional with our microphones. Oh. They are condenser microphones. <laughs> That's how you know they are. We are professional. Real talk. Okay. <laughs> I have to get close to the microphone to say that. It's a secret. Yeah. So, okay. Anything else that you would like to add? Because it's kind of more um, your topic. Just a reminder to think about this the next time you want to try a new plan, no matter what that meal plan is, whether it's keto or intermittent fasting or who knows what. This is going to happen. <laughs> I know. We're hearing, uh, so we're in the gym. This is a serious results gym. This we is are, our break room. We are in the break room, but right outside of this door are men lifting weights and well, being very we'll loud Well, let's call it, it testosterone. <laughs> There's testosterone out there. You can use that term loosely. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there's a lot of grunting going on. A out lot there. of grunting going on. But remember, when you're when you're thinking about keto or intermittent fasting or uh, whatever plan you're thinking about doing, remind yourself that humans are the only species <laughs> on the planet who need help figuring out what to eat. Mm-hmm. And just realize, oh, if I ate the things that the Earth provided to mm-hmm. me to eat then I would probably be fine. Chances are, yes. Yeah, just stick to that. Who's that? Michael Pollan, the author uh, of The The Omnivore's Dilemma, and um, I can't think of the name of the other book, but it's wonderful. Um, But he wrote, uh, here's your diet plan. Eat food, mostly plants, not too much. Oh, it was on... It was on... In Defense of Food. That's the other book I'm thinking of. It was in... Do you remember Mod Market? It was yeah. on the wall. Oh, did they really? Yeah. yeah. And I loved it. It was my favorite. It was like, eat lots of vegetables, mm-hmm. a little meat, yep. a little fruit, and not too much not or too something much. like that. Eat food, mostly plants, not too much. There you go. There you go. That's, and it, that's it. It's, that's literally it. I mean, I eat a lot more meat, but yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, so much meat. I hate so much meat. Um, All right. No, and then I wanted to say just the if okay if you are having a problem with food, you're eating too much or too little or whatever. It is your relationship. You have a poor relationship with food. So the core of the matter is you need to figure out how to improve your relationship with food, Mm -hmm. and then obviously education and all that stuff will come later. But your relationship with food and I. So I am from up north. <laughs> I am from North Dakota. 
or Minnesota, kind of equally both, both parts. And don't get me wrong. That's, I mean, food is still a thing. But I have never, I had never experienced the weird thing with food until I moved to Texas. Really? Yeah. Ne- like, not like in the intensity and the the ingrainedness. Like, yeah. of course I need my wine at night. Or, mm. of course I'm going to have cake for my birthday. Or, of course I'm going to, like, I completely I missed the fucking is. rule book. Like, I have no idea where, I can't so even. You, is it small town? North Dakota? Very small town. I wonder if that... There are more bars than schools. Oh, I wonder if that's <laughs> part of the difference in that, you know, our area is pretty pretty cosmopolitan. Yeah. We have to admit. And so we get, you know, the real housewives sort of a vibe. Uh, we're in Flower Mound, so yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta have the sparkly denim and whatever. Hair. Yeah. You can tell that we fit in very well. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just gonna shake our heads at this one. <laughs> uh, so I think that I, I envision that's where that those relationships come in. Of I have to have the wine every night, have to have the cake at every so because strange. it's such a uh, I don't know. It's such a celebration, like you said. It's, it's so ingrained. It's so strange. It was so. It's so strange. Well, I have to have this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then you're always gonna look somewhat like that. Right. Like, you, you can get better in the other parts of your life, but you're always going to kind of sort of look like you do right now. Yeah. So if you're so mad about that, yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't get the, in, like, the absolute anger of not being able to eat all of, quote unquote, these things that you want to eat so bad. Right. But then also being angry about the way that your body looks or feels or behaves. Yes. Yeah, I don't get that either. It is, it is so baffling to me. It's I can't weird. even address it. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, because they want to fit in socially. Yeah. But they also want to look like a ripped athlete. Yeah, I had a newer client say to me, Athletes don't fit in socially. Well, you know, I go out (laughs) on the weekends. So do I. (laughs) Guess what? I fucking eat before I leave. Yeah. Because chances are I don't want to get the shits later when I eat shit. Like, (laughs) Like, I just, I, like, the things, everything that goes through my head about my food has to do with, like, my body. How it will look, how it will feel. Oh my gosh, I have to work out tomorrow. Yeah. I cannot drink tonight. Like, it's all related in how it would behave in my body or how it would make it look or perform. Yeah. It has no, I don't have to have cake if it's going to affect me negatively. Right. Like, it's just a, it's just a weird thing. And I'm wondering if it partially has to do with um, the fact that people from North Dakota are primarily farmers and know where their food comes from. Yeah, I Maybe? think that plays into it a lot as well. I don't know. They know just... how much work and effort goes into providing the food that they have, whereas we just pop on over to the Tom Thumb and yeah, just pick it up. And you get like, grab it. hey, oh, that's corn, and that's soybeans, and that's this, and this, 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 and this. Well, I, I know what is entailed in making these things, so mm-hmm. maybe I eat less fake stuff? I don't know. Anyway, it was just, it was something that... I was very surprised by and disturbed by yeah. and literally just there were sometimes I would sit with my mouth open and just look at someone as they were talking about food like it was this like a person like yeah. like a, like a like a separate entity and I was just like you've just never had good food bitch I've had good food okay it's just it's not that important to me food. yeah it's still <laughs> I still look at it 
and flush my toilet. <laughs> yeah, bye. And then I felt sick the whole time I was going down, and I didn't look nice. Yeah. I like getting compliments on my ass. Sorry. <laughs> I like getting asked I like if I work out and being per- able like, to lift heavy things. And, yeah. yeah. Run fast. Run be cooler fast. than you. That's what yeah. I like. And food helps me do that. So anyway. Priorities. Boils down to that. Their priority is social, I guess. Th- that's fine. Then don't bitch don't to bitch me. about the results. That is literally, nobody likes you. Like, if you do that, if you complain about your body all the time and then shove shit in your face, nobody likes you. I'm telling you right now. Valid. There's no, there's not a person here that wants yeah. to be around you. Mm-mm. They might be around you out of pity or because, you know, obligation or they generally are your friend, but they don't like you because you're annoying. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. If you're going to complain about it, do something about it. Yeah. Or keep your mouth shut and just eat shit. Yeah. And like it. And like, eat shit and like it. <laughs> yeah. That's the next quote. <laughs> Adam says, sometimes to be a sexy bitch, you got to eat the same old dog food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute doggy. All right. So that yeah, sums up our... There's that. that. So we've used a lot of our information from our previous episodes, if you want to go back and listen to them, to address why intermittent fasting probably isn't the best thing. Right. Just just eat real food. Just eat real food. All Which right. That be how we finish basically every one of those segments. It does seem to be that way. There's a It theme. starts and finishes that There's way. A theme. Yeah. We hope you're following along. Um, okay. So we're talking about one of my loves. Yes. Finally, yeah. this has been bumped down several times. This. It's been bumped a few times. But so now we're going to get to talk about range of motion. Sure. Is it calibrating? Is, yeah, I'm not sure if that was that or that. Oh. Um, trying to reconnect okay. again. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. That's fine. So range of motion and how that may or may not impact injury, whether Uh it's acute injury, uh, not an adorable injury, but an acute one, or chronic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Chanel. (laughs) Yeah, I I say dumb jokes. I love them. They make me happy. I just can't always respond to them because I'm dying in the corner. So when you hear silence afterwards, it's me trying not to, like, creepy, <laughs> creepy laugh into the... Because I just do the breathing laugh. <laughs> so I'm just trying not to do it in the mic. Okay. So <clears throat> I had touched on this uh, because one of the things that a lot of people complain about is uh, lack of development of certain parts of their body. Particularly yeah. right now is the butt thing because it's very big on Instagram, the weird fitness model butt picture yeah i prefer to just actually squat and let you watch my butt do that so i don't take pictures i take video so um <laughs> so you can rewind and start again yeah and rewind and start if you want to be real <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna contort your body into some way to make your butt look nicer you're just gonna fucking squat so there's that yeah all right well okay so your muscles almost all of them <laughs> almost all of them will cover, go around, be attached to, be involved in multiple joints. And so a lot of them have, almost all of them have more than one job, except for probably <laughs> your supinator. That muscle only has that job. It's That's supinates. all it supinates. supinates. Supinates your... Anyway, well, I'm talking about that. So... Um, when we talk about 
anthropometrics, which is the measurements of your body. Um, that can be related to your range of motion on different things for different motions. So for example, like squatting. Mm -hmm. um, when you're, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna go right into this because it makes me so I angry. Like so it's not even really a range of motion. I'm just gonna talk about anthropometrics right now. Okay. One of the things that enrages me, like, flip out, flip a table, maybe throw something out of a window, like makes me so angry, is in when people who are not qualified want to correct people on their form or tell them there's a right way to do something, uh -huh. period. Like, this is the right way to squat. This is the right way to deadlift. This is the right way to do this, this, this. Cannot. Cannot deal with it. So recently in the group that has inspired this podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, a girl... On multiple levels now. Yes. Yes. A woman, she posted that this was the right way to squat, and it was a picture of her. Oh. Right. Then she further goes into her post about describing what is the correct squat. So okay. it's torso up, toes forward, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Debbie's doing the face. <laughs> so, um, and she says it like she's this guru. And she, that she is, she is the poster girl for squatting. Okay, listen. All right. Well, thank goodness she is on Facebook then. Oh my God. To share this with everyone. Fortunately, there is a woman in the group who is a power lifter. And she's older. I think she's in her like 40s or 50s. Okay. And she. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> and she competes, and she's awesome. She's she's super cool. But I love her because she's just as mean as I am. Not mean, but like... Real. Very straightforward. Yeah. No. Do not tell people that. So she jumps in, and she... Well, she jumps in, she says something shorter and less big wordy than what I say, but it's the exact same thing, and it's just as intelligent. So I go in, and I'm like, no. Squatting is very individualized. It, it depends on different long bone length. It depends on your cue angle, which if you don't know what that is, then you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you cannot be giving people advice when you don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> your torso length to your limb length, all of these things have to do with it. it even your shoulder mobility is going to depend on how sure. you squat. So yeah. there's that. So we're discussing, or so I go in and I'm very upset about this. Of course the girl leaves it because obviously this post is just fine. Like, she laid down the law. She told people how to squat. That's good. Then there's all these women who know nothing about it and they're just like, oh, thank you so much for that help. So they're going to be right trying to squat like that. And let's say they're shaped like her. That's cool. Then it works. Right. But then you have a bunch of people who are like, well, if I squat that way, that hurts me. Or they're brand new and they go and try and do that and just dumb. Okay. So here's what I want to talk about. There are goals to exercises. There's a goal. There's a goal to be achieved. There's a there's a there's a correct um, way to achieve what you want to achieve. Did you shut the door? He's working on looking at the what do you need? straps. <laughs> He's taking an inventory of straps. That is my husband. If you're watching, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like now's the time to count. <laughs> so. Um, I want to talk about just the squat, for example. There's a goal to squat, right? So we want to keep the bar path as close to the cent to your center of gravity as possible. Where your center of gravity is going to be different for everybody. It's different for everybody. But essentially, if you look at someone squatting, their, their body kind of forms into a ball. I mean, Let's say. From yes. a line to like, <laughs> yes. you know, like if you're... 
You're stretched uh, out. If you're, if you're watching out. Facebook Live, we're standing up, you're squatting. Standing up, you're squatting, okay? So your center of gravity goes from your solar plexus, like hip area, generally, depending on your limb length, torso length, to now it's kind of in a space, kind of in front of your stomach, pelvis area. It should be because it should be at about mid-femur, and that's where your shoulder should be. Every person gets into that center of gravity, that, that space, in a different way. Yes. Right. So, and where that bar is going to be is going to depend on your torso length in relation to your femur length primarily. Now, that can also be affected by your ankle mobility. Yes. So, there's a whole lot of things here. Um, I really like the prehab guys, and they had done a quick little, if you want to follow the, them on Instagram. That's what they're called, the prehab guys? The prehab guys? Okay. Yeah. And they do really good stuff, really good stuff. I was, I liked that this post that they did address different squat positions based on different body measurements, but it didn't, it was, it simplified them way more than, than I liked. So, um, and I really can't do this as well via podcast, but if you're, you just want to get the bar path as close to your center gravity as possible, and that's going to change based on different things, and there's a lot of different ways to get there. The other goal is to make that as comfortable and as efficient as possible. Yeah. So we want to take the shortest way to get from a very comfortable, close to center of gravity bar path to standing as possible, right? Into like a knee, or yeah, knee flexion and hip flexion position as smoothly as possible. So some people might have to turn their legs out really far if they have a if they have a large Q angle, which is the angle between your pelvis and your femur. Um, this might have to if the length of your acetabulum is also another thing. It's one of my favorite words, by the way, acetabulum. <laughs> so your acetabulum is basically. <laughs> oh my god, this is so hard via podcast. You're right. I can't do it this. It's hard, but it's basically the hole that the head of the femur goes into in your hip. Yes. And then the length of your neck. The pocket. From the ball. Okay. The hip. Yes. And then you have the ball of your from hip. From your leg bone. From your femur. Goes in. And then there's this short neck that comes out onto your femur. That can drastically, when I say drastically, like by up to like two inches, I think, be different two in inches. length. Mm-hmm. That is For different people. And you can kind of see, the more that you take interest in this and the more that you see different body shapes, you can kind of see that. And you can kind of see it in how their torso sits when they do try to do a squat. And what you do, and the easiest way to do it is just like watch how someone moves and then position themselves so that their shoulders, where the bar would be, is angled over there where their center of gravity would be. So if someone tells you how to squat and they've never seen you squat, and know nothing about your body, yeah. they don't know anything about what they're talking about. Disregard them. Disregard. In fact, I don't even know who does that. I mean, I can do it. I do assessments via online, so I'll do sessions, like Skype sessions, and you just pay for one session or whatever, and I can watch but a bunch of different things. Them. But I can see them. Yeah. But I would never, it would be impossible for me to tell you the right way to squat without seeing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if t somebody tells you that, that's not, Yeah. Just tell them to go away. Yeah. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. Their their opinion is not no longer valid. It's literally invalid about anything. Probably most things fitness related. If they're gonna do that. 
So someone says, if you go, hey, how should I squat? And they go, I've never really seen you squat, so I don't really know. That guy, you follow him around everywhere he goes because <laughs> yes. he is a genius. Yes. <laughs> like, he's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like someone would be able to say, here's some guidelines on maybe where to start. Mm-hmm. But that's not the be-all, end-all. No. That, if that doesn't feel right or if, you know, whatever. If you can't get into that position, if it creates pinching, who knows what. Like, I cannot squat with my legs forward. No. Heidi can Heidi, yes, can, Heidi can, and she can do it, and it's biomechanically correct. Yes. She's one of the few people I know. So whenever I have to show somebody, I'll, like, show her. <laughs> okay. She's literally the only person who I know yeah. who I know who can do it. Yeah. Maybe uh, have... PC Brooke. Oh, okay. Probably. I have never seen her squat. So I she know. has stupid dorsiflexion mobility. See? Look at there. Yeah. Anyway. Some research that I had read, we're both sciencey. We like science. Um, Free time. Yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had indicated that the dors- the ankle dorsiflexion is the prime factor in determining how your squat is going to be. There's these other factors, mm-hmm. femur length, shin length, torso length, all these, but, mm-hmm. but they found out that it was the, the ankle that mm-hmm. really was the main factor. And your ankle mobility can be drastically affected by your hip mobility. So you could have poor ankle mobility and then have something going wrong in your hip out by personal experience because my ankle mobility is <laughs> right. so much better now oh well look at there yeah but it, it this is a whole nother thing but mm-hmm. it had basically shortened itself in response to the fact that my femur was always internally rotated but now that it's more externally rotated i have a lot more range of motion in my ankle that's interesting now that takes time obviously i mean right. it took a long time to get that way it took a long time to, to stop, undo it yeah. to undo it um what hmm. Range of motion is also related to muscular development. So if you have super tight hip flexors, like most of us do, most Americans do from sitting, driving, sitting, driving. And sitting and driving? Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) So when they, from that chronically shortened position, you are in a chronically relaxed glute position. So your hip flexor, just for those who may not know, is the front of your hip. It connects your hip to your thigh. So those are your hip flexors. So when you're in a seated position, your hip flexors are shortened. Mm-hmm. And then when we're always like that, then they're chronically shortened. And if a muscle is shortened, it is flexing. No matter what. Yes. No matter how it got there. If it's yes. even, even my arm's sitting here, my deltoid is flexed, even if my arm's sitting here. Yes. Let, I mean, less so than if I were to actually actively flex it, but still it's more flexed than if it was here. Yes. Yes. So I'm only uh, clarifying contracting versus flexing because sometimes it's extension. Yes. So <laughs> the movement name. They're often they often feel like guitar strings. They shouldn't, but they do. <laughs> so, like, let's say you want your glutes to be developed. No matter what you do, they cannot flex to their full flexion because they are fighting hip flexors constantly. And they cannot, your hip flexors can only go to a certain position, so your glutes can't flex anymore. A way to shorten the time that it would take to improve your, so basically to, there's one way you could lengthen your hip flexor, which is to make your glutes super, super strong. So strong. Like, way stronger. <laughs> like, like 200% stronger than your hip flexors. <laughs> and then it will pull it. 
Then it will pull it. will go in the path of least resistance. Yes. Or you could <laughs> try to increase the range of motion throughout your hip flex flexion motion. So be able to pull that the femur way. Fall it farther back and then immediately do glute strengthening exercises. So then now you're not just making your glute stronger, but you're making it stronger for a greater range of motion. And believe me, that's going to make a difference in the perkiness of your ass. It's just, it just is. It's going to. So it's one of the things that I use consistently in my training is that pair increase in mobility with strengthening the opposing joint. I like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. General rule for everything, but that's very particular. So your range of motion is important even if you have like a body part that doesn't, doesn't look good. Like you want it to look, look better, get more developed. It's probably because your flexibility is shit. So look at that, look at where in that, where that muscle is responsible for and try to improve that range of motion. Like one of the reasons why so many people's backs don't um, develop is because your chest is super tight mm -hmm. or believe it or not, abs are super tight, which is common in like teenage boys. <laughs> so if you want a nicer back, you need to improve the mobility in the opposing area. So that's part of it. Okay. So we're already almost done. I know yeah, it goes so fast. That went by really fast. So, um, <laughs> I'm Janelle and I'm the owner of Cardinal Muscle Performance. You can find me on Instagram at Janelle Nicole underscore athlete. You can find my business on Instagram at Cardinal Muscle Performance. And then you can also find Fit Convos at Fit Convos Podcast on Instagram and also Fit Convos on Facebook. Yes. Yes. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you handle all that. I try. Because. I don't, I'm not very good at it. I'm getting better. <laughs> Well, and I mean, in terms of just saying it on the podcast, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm glad that you handle it in doing it, and then I'm glad that you handle it in announcing it. Because I just feel like if I didn't say that, I would just be like, okay, bye. It takes me so long to even remember my own name. It is true. It's true. I'm Deborah. <laughs> Did it. Nailed it. <laughs> Check. Uh, nailed the landing on that one. Stuck the landing. Stuck it. Anyway. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Serious Results or at DMZ Hammett. That would be my personal one. That's just Debbie. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Serious Results Training. Yeah. We're, we're not everywhere yet, but we're trying. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the older generation, so I need minimal. I put her in charge of the <laughs> Facebook page. Which is appropriate. <laughs> She's like, I got this. <laughs> and she did. She did a post. I did. At I least think, one. Maybe I don't think two. I did one this week. That's okay. <laughs> I got it. We're trying. <laughs> <Just playing. laughs> anyway. Anyway, so if you guys have any specific questions, we kind of touched on intermittent fasting today. Again, just touching on it. I'm sure there's way more that you guys might want to know. Um, please DM us on Instagram or message us on Facebook or just comment or, I don't know, I think you can comment on here in the podcast app, but cool. Or leave us voicemails, I believe, or something yeah. like that. Anyway, that's kinda cool. So try that out. Let us know how it worked. Yeah, don't leave me a voicemail. I won't read it or hear it. On the no, on the podcast. On the podcast. We'll listen to it together. Oh that's neat. We could actually probably put you on the podcast if you leave a voicemail. Do that. Yeah. Not Let's you. Try it. I don't think I've checked a voicemail in ten no, years. No, no, no one's checked those. No, don't do that. Just text. But I'm not gonna give you my number. Yeah, if you already have it, then you can text us. Yep. If you don't already have it... I'm going on vacation. Don't text me. Yeah. <laughs> don't text me either. Okay, that is it. <laughs> We're out of here. That is it. We're leaving. 
You guys have a great weekend. Yeah, bye.